<clears throat> yo, 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 what is up? We are back with another banger of a podcast. I'm talking to you and um, <clears throat> basically a whole bunch of crap is going on in the world right now um, regarding like this was recorded when the Afghanistan Taliban government takeover was occurring and I have been seeing videos of uh, Afghanistanian people, or Afghans, um, giving their children, their babies, to United States military soldiers. <clears throat> and that's that's a really scary thing. Um, and it's really real as well. Um, the Taliban is a, a, an extremist group that just overthrew the government of Afghanistan. Right? So anyway, uh, yo, we out here, we're back, and you're probably wondering what the heck is that? title well we out here we out here we out here right So, uh, let's get it. Let's get it. Alright, so, um, you know, this world is in shambles. We're seeing things all over the world take place that are just absolutely crazy. Um, and we're all like, bro, what is happening? There's wars and there's rumors of wars happening. And it's just, it's just nuts. Um, <clears throat> and now as Christians, right, we are vibing, right? We must vibe hard Regardless of where we're at, I saw this video that David Ladding posted on his story, or maybe it was just on his straight-up Instagram account, of um, some Christians that were in Afghanistan, right? And their friends, it was this guy, it was this guy, right? And he's talking about how, like, everything is lost in a matter of a day. Um, you can't, you won't be able to meet up for church, you won't, anything, anything, everything is lost. And <clears throat> he also shows some photos of people on wooden planks, in the shapes of crosses, and they're being crucified. Real people. And the thing is, is they won't recant. The word recant means to take back um, a previous statement or a belief that you have, right? So if someone says, like, this hot dog is really good, and you're like, bro, this hot dog is trash, take it back, bro. And if someone recants, they'll be like, okay, you're right, it actually does suck. But if they don't recant, it's like, no, 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 this hot dog is awesome and I'm willing to stand with it for the rest of my life. Like, this hot dog is dope. <clears throat> so we see Christians um, being like, yo, this hot dog, Jesus, is dope. And I'm not willing to settle with saying it's not dope. And I'm not willing to settle in saying that I don't believe in him. And the reason for that is because they have this goal in mind. They have this idea and they have this understanding of what they are and who they are in Christ. They're the king's kids. And they know that. <clears throat> so no one is going to tell them otherwise. And they know that their purpose is to dwell in Eden with, with God in the cool of the day. They know that this is the ultimate call. They know that heaven is coming soon and that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So they're not willing to recant. Of course they wouldn't recant. Why would they recant? Jesus is Lord, <laughs> right? And so now we see places in the world where they're like, hey, oh, that's cap, bro, you got to recant, otherwise we're literally going to put you on some wooden planks and, and 
brutally execute you. <clears throat> and uh, excuse me if I keep going. <clears throat> um, I just got back from a camp experience, and my voice has been torn, and it's beautiful, and it's lovely. Um, and I just wanted to let you know that Eden is the goal, right? We just learned from the previous podcast that Eden is the goal. And now we have two missions, right? Our eternal mission, which is to dwell in the cool of the day with God for eternity. That's why we were created. Now, as humans on earth right now in 2021 or wherever, whatever date you're listening to this in, your goal is to help people understand that goal and help people understand that that goal is beautiful and that that goal is something that we all should strive for. That goal looks like getting to know Jesus and getting closer to Jesus and looking more like Jesus. Christian. Have you ever heard, maybe you haven't heard this, maybe you have, that the word Christian literally means little Christ's. And it first appeared in, in, in the book of Acts when um, people started realizing that these people that follow Jesus or these people that believe in Jesus and that won't recant, they look like Christ. Little Christ. And Christ means the anointed one, right? Um, Christ wasn't Jesus' last name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's Jesus He who is the anointed one. He is the Messiah. Yeshua, right? Jesus. <clears throat> Yeshua Mashiach. And... Um, that just means Jesus Christ, or Jesus. And, uh, yeah, so we see Christians, Christians, and that means little Christ, little anointed ones. That's who you are as as a Christian. You're a little anointed one. It's not like, hey, yo, you, are you a Christian? What church do you go to? No, it's, are you a Christian? Oh, bro, what's your favorite part about Jesus? What's your story? What? Tell me your testimony. That's what it is. How did Jesus save you? And that's what it looks like, because you're an anointed one. If you are a believer in Christ, you are an anointed one. It means that the favor of God is on you and that Jesus works or the Holy Spirit works through you. That's what it means to be a Christian. <clears throat> so now with that in mind, we understand that our purpose, our eternal purpose is to dwell in the cool of the day with God for eternity. And that's a really good thing. Because if just a couple of weeks ago, I was in my darkest moment in my life and it was really bad. And I was with my friend Lubby. <laughs> yes, his name is Lubby. Um, well, that's what I call him at least. And he just helped me out. I was like crying. I was like bawling. I was like, this sucks. Like, it's it really it's, it really hurts. And in that moment, like I previously, I'm, not, I'm just going to be real with you. I previously doubted the goodness of God for a really long time until about a month ago. I went to this summer camp in Missouri called Champions for Christ. And uh, Pastor Nate Schlegel, who is my cousin, beautiful man, um, preached a message about the goodness of God, or not even the goodness of God, but just being real, and and no more like, no more world, bro, like, dare to live in the supernatural, like, we have a supernatural God, so stop limiting him to the natural, and stop having one foot in the world, and one foot with Christ, and he just preached a gas message, and, and the Holy Spirit just fell, like, the Holy Spirit literally fell in that room, and people all of a sudden were just filled with tongues. And it was nuts. It was like, what is happening? And the Holy Spirit just fell, and He's moving, and, and people are crying, and they're like, why do I have so much peace right now? And the Holy Spirit just gave them so much peace. It, he overflew. He overflowed. <laughs> overflew. He overflowed in that moment, and, and yeah, people just started getting filled up with the Holy Spirit. And it was beautiful to see a bunch of youth. Uh, about a bunch of champions just come to the realization of who God is and, and how He's a divine lover and He, he wants the best for you. So, <clears throat> in that moment, I finally was like, 
wow. And so it was like a spiritual high. It was, definitely was. Um, and, I, and I saw all the things that the Holy Spirit was doing and working in, in kids' lives. And, and, and there's kids that were coming up and they're like, I was like, I, I was depressed, right? But like, I, I'm not depressed anymore. Like, I don't feel this depression. That's like a day after this happened. And, but in that moment, I could tell that their depression was lifting and everything was just coming together. And, and the Holy Spirit was there in that moment, in that room as he is with all of us, but, you know, it says, like, rivers of living water will flow out from you, right? Living water will flow. That's like a river. Like, that's not just a stagnant pool. Like, you can accept Christ and believe in Christ and believe in his goodness, right, and become a pool of water, right? You can have that water in your heart and living water, right? But but the rushing, the waves, the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is a r- rushing river, and, and, and that happened in that moment when Pastor Nate was preaching and 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 people just started getting baptized in the Holy Spirit and I was like, What is happening? And and it was really beautiful. It was really, really beautiful. But here's the thing, like it looks like chaos in the natural, but in the supernatural there's divine order. And and that's something that is something I really wish I knew earlier. Because when you start to see the Holy Spirit move in, in reality and in real life and even in your life here, if you ever see the Holy Spirit fall on people, like you listen to Maverick City music, right? And the Holy Spirit's there. Like uh, in this one song, it's like um, move your heart or something. It's, it's one of those songs. Um, and like this guy just starts praying in tongues in the, in the middle of the song and it's just weird. He's just like, and you're like, what is he just saying? Like that's weird. But the Bible says that when one speaks, in a tongue, he's not speaking to men, but he speaks unto God, and he utters the mysteries of the Spirit, right? So, it also says um, in Romans 8 that the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, right? And then Paul also, in the Corinthians, he says something like, hey, yo, guys, I pray in the Spirit more than any of you guys. And, and that's really cool. It's really, really, really cool. There's this also verse in Ephesians 5, chapter 19, or no, no, Ephesians chapter 19, verse no, cheese. Ah, cheesins. No, <clears throat> Ephesians. What is happening? Ephesians five verse nineteen in the King James version specifically. It says, "Singing to the Lord and making melodies to 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 yourself, like making spiritual memories, like sp- spiritual melodies and singing spiritual hymns to yourself, addressing yourself in spiritual hymns." So, like that's that's way different than in all the other translations. They say, they say, like addressing one another in spiritual hymns and, and songs. But like the King James Version says like addressing yourself. So it looks like praying in the Holy Spirit. It looks like making melodies to the Lord. It looks like just divine chaos. It looks like it doesn't necessarily make sense to your, your carnal mind. It says when you're praying in the Spirit, like your your carnal mind is, is, is not in operation, but it's the Spirit, right? So the, the Bible says we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. So I think a lot of people in the Christian TikTok community really focus on truth and stuff, and they love the Spirit, and I just really want to see the collaboration of Spirit and truth, so, yeah, Um, but anyway, um, so I decided in that moment that God is good, and I'm not going to doubt that again, because I saw the working of His Holy Spirit, and it was beautiful, and uh, yeah, so now I want to move into what I want to talk about next, but before I do that, we're just going to take a little pause. Okay, we're back, and now we're going to be talking about divine toilets, <laughs> okay? <laughs> this sounds strange, but this is really, really, really important because we see people in, in Afghanistan literally yeeting their babies at the United States military that in hopes that they could live a better life than what is going to happen under the rule 
and the reigning terror of the Taliban. And, and we see this, right? And it's like this, this is documented footage and this is real people's lives. And these people realize that they need a savior. And they're looking to the U.S. military to save them. They're looking, they're looking to whatever to save them, right? They know that they're wretched, right? <clears throat> they know they need a savior because their lives are about to become hell, literally. And um, yeah, so with that in mind and with the divine toilets in mind, I just really want to share this message with you because it's so powerful and it's so real. <sighs> in America right now, we can order anything we want on Amazon if we have a, a sum of money, right? And, and that's why we work, in order to make money so that we can do anything that we want to. We, we, we can go on Amazon and order um, dice. We can order bricks if we want. We can order anything we want on Amazon. And it, it's, like, it's like this divine comfort. It's, it's comfort beyond comprehension. And we're living in this society. We live in a society that offers this comfort and it seems so divine that you don't have to worry about anything of course you'll never give your child up to the U united states military you you don't need that all you need is diapers and you can buy them at your local walmart or your local target and we have so many like target is polluted with rich young rulers we in america are most certainly rich young rulers well what the heck ben what is a rich young ruler some of you know this some of you don't let me explain in the bible uh, there's this moment where this kid, this kid that's like super rich, um, and and he's he's a ruler, right? He's he's got the money, um, and he's a good guy. I mean, good by the world's definition. But here's the thing: he comes he comes up to Jesus and he's like, "Hey, yo, Jesus, I've been doing all what you've been saying. Like, it's so cool. Like, I'm like just loving people and I'm I'm making a difference and I'm 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 upholding the law." And and Jesus says, "I bet sell all that you have and come and follow me." And that strikes him, strikes him hard. He was, he was once in enthusiasm, but, but then he became sorrowful. And Jesus didn't look twice at him. He didn't say, hey, please, please, come, come, follow me. No, he said, sell all that you have and, and follow me. He didn't say it twice. He said it once. And that was a hard word for that guy. He, he, he felt like he couldn't do that. And I'm not saying that we have to sell all that we have and follow Jesus. But, but what I am saying is this. In America, we are most certainly just like that guy where we have so much stuff, but are you willing to lay everything down? Are you willing to realize that there are people suffering in Afghanistan and, and all over the world that don't have anything, right? And you sit on, you sit on your toilet and, and you, like, this just happened to me today. Like, I just, I just peed, I just urinated, and then I flushed the toilet. And I just thought, holy crap. <laughs> and that was not an intentional pun. Um, um, like, I have it so good. I have it so good. I'm living in luxury. I'm literally living in luxury. I'm so privileged. I, I can flush a toilet. I can brush my teeth. I can comb my hair. I can do whatever. I can order anything on Amazon. I can go to Target. I can fill up my tank with gas. It's like, this is extremely bougie. And, and don't buy the American lie that says you're not living a bougie life. You are living a bougie life. I don't care who you are. And now I understand that like there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this that aren't in America. But I need you to know that you probably are living a very bougie life. If you can flush a toilet, 
you're living a bougie life. And you're very privileged. Because as we have seen, people are yeeting their children at the United States government in hopes that they can have a better life. Like, this is insane. This is crazy. The world is turning upside down. And not in a good way. You know, the Bible says um, in, in the book of Acts that uh, it's, it's really fascinating. It's because the little, the little Christs, or the, the Christians, the little anointed ones, um, they say that these are the people that turn the world upside down. And, and I pray that that's what's going to happen here again. Because here's the thing, my friends. Whether you can buy anything at Target or anything on Amazon or you can flush your toilet, you're wretched. Like, you are so wretched. And, and, and here's the thing with, with comfort. It's not that money is bad. Like, let me just say that. Money is not bad, and nor does it ampl- It doesn't amplify greed. It doesn't... Like, money isn't a bad thing. Mammon isn't a bad thing. It, it, it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. It's not mammon that's the root of all evil. And we have this idea, and we have this doctrine in the Christian faith, so most commonly, found that, like, it's like money is bad. And if you're rich, that's bad. No. No, that's that ain't it, chief. Because... Money doesn't make you a greedy person. You are a greedy person, and money amplifies that realization. It, it, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't amplify greed, my friends. It just reveals the greed that you have in your heart. So it, it, there's so many Christians that are like, oh, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me, I suck. I, I hate money, and dang, look at that pastor's shoes. Like, bro, if, if you ever see me wearing a bougie, bougie pair of shoes... Understand that I could give two craps about those shoes. Like, they, like they look cool. That's cool. But, like, I would be able to eat them in a blink of the moment. And so when you see a pastor wearing bougie shoes, don't judge them. Okay? Because God has called people in influential areas. God has called Christians to raise big funds for the gospel. Like, please, please, please reject the axiom, which means a fundamental belief, that money is a bad thing. Because we have some Christian leaders that have so much money and people just just get so mad at them because they have a sum of mammon. They have a colossal sum of mammon. And we're like, okay, yeah, that should never, that should never be like that. And it's like, okay, but Ben, they're a pastor. That should never be like that. Well, you know what the Bible says? It says says, the hands of the diligent lead to abundance. And then it says something like the fools, bro, they can't even, they don't even know what to do. It says like, they don't even, they can't. Like, and it says like, the, the, the money of the fools goes to the hands of the, to the righteous or something like that. It's like the one who has even, even what he has will be taken away. The one who has a little, even what he has will be taken away. But the one who has much, even more will be added to him. Like, that's the, word of, that's the words of Jesus. And also, think about this. And I'm not, I'm by, my, by no means am I, am I a prosperity preacher, okay? Like, I don't care about prosperity at all. I want to see myself in Afghanistan hurting and bleeding and being tortured with those people that will not reject and recant the gospel. Like, that's me. That's my heart. But right now, God placed me in America, and America is a bougie place, regardless if, if you have a three-bedroom house or a ten-bedroom house. I don't care if you have one toilet or ten in your house. America is bougie, and you're mad privileged to live here, okay? By no means am I a pro- prosperity preacher, 
But the thing is this. God is not scared of prosperity. Okay? You need to know that. God is not scared of prosperity. And I'm talking about money. I, I'm not a lover of money. Money makes a beautiful servant, but it makes an awful master. So don't let money become your master. But also, don't let money become like a horror movie for you either. Like if God blesses you, okay, cool. Give and you shall receive. Fine. That's like, that's dope. Whatever. Like, I don't care about money. And I think we see a lot of people judging people who we think they care about money and they don't. They just have been given a lot by the Lord. And there's a calling for that. Because the the gospel needs to be financed. It does. Like, the visions that he has given me, they're not they're not gonna come to for free, especially in America. So what I'm what I'm getting at is this. Your toilet might seem divine because it offers you comfort beyond beyond belief. It it might seem like a divine target because you can get whatever you want. Right? And Amazon might seem divine as well because all these things these things give us comfort. And that's a scary thing. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our comforter, right? And He comforts those in their uncomfortability. But here's the thing. He comforts those in their uncomfortability. He comforts those in their uncomfortability. So if you're not getting uncomfortable, how do you expect you're going to encounter the Holy Spirit? He's the coach. And if you don't think you need a coach, then so be it. He's not going to summon Himself. You're not going to learn from Him if you think you have it all set. You think you have it all ready. You think you have it all down. And that's what our toilets have done. That's what Amazon and Target have done. All these things in America that have offered us just this immense amount of comfort have led us so astray. We think that we need to chase the status quo, which means like getting a certain amount of money so that we can be a normal person. It's like, no, no, no. I don't care about comfort. Like, Lord, take it all away. Take it all away till all I have is you. Listen to that song. Write that down right now. You can pause this and write that down. Take it all away by Maverick City Music. And you're going to hear them speaking in the Holy Spirit. Okay? Speaking in tongues. Okay? And you're going to be like, maybe that's weird. Maybe that's weird. But here's the thing. It's not weird. Because he intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You're uttering the mysteries of the Spirit. Okay? So... It says they will speak in new tongues. They'll prophesy, right? Don't don't believe that that's not for us, because there's there's no indication in the word where it says the gifts have stopped. Please, please come to that realization, and come to this realization that your American privilege isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like it's not a bad thing. Just because you have a divine toilet that offers extreme comfort when you're doing a dookie, it doesn't mean that this is a bad thing. It doesn't mean you should feel condemned, okay? Like, don't feel bad because you have privilege. Use your privilege to ignite the people that do not and, and to, to be the catalyst that enhances the other people that do not have privilege. Like, in society, you know, like, I'm a white person, right? And so, like, I would say that I have privilege over people that aren't, or whatever, like, in many cases. And, like, if you want to debate me on that, that's fine. I don't really care, because I care about the gospel. That's what I care about. But what I'm saying is this. Privilege doesn't 
have to be a curse word. It can be a catalyst for real good change. Real change and good change. So use it. Use your privilege. You have a toilet. You have toilet paper. You can, you can go to a Target. Just because you live in America doesn't mean that you should feel sorry for yourself. Okay? Don't feel sorry for yourself. Never, ever feel sorry for yourself. My friends, I want to share something with you because the Lord told me to. And like, I don't, I don't ever want to go here, but God says he wants me to go here because he's telling me, he's telling me that there's a calling for this and that people are really scared and they, they have a lot of fear regarding this area. Um, and it's the area of money, like the American dream in, in this area. Like, and I know this isn't, this isn't like what you hear in church normally. Why doesn't anyone teach about it? Well, because it's an uncomfortable conversation to have, just like my fir- first podcast was. So let's get it. Let's get this bread. Proverbs 10 verse 4 says this, Lazy people are soon poor, but hard workers get rich. In a different translation, it says, it says a slack hand causes poverty, but the hands of the diligent makes someone rich, right? And you know what it says in Proverbs 21 verse 5? It says this, <laughs> The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. It says the plans of the diligent surely lead to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Okay, so please, this isn't me speaking. This is the word of God, okay? Now this is Proverbs 21 verse 25. It says the desire of the sluggard kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. Like, this is insane. This is, this is really insane. The Bible also says in Proverbs 21, verse 26, so we're just skipping down a verse, it says, All day long he craves and craves, but the righteous gives and does not hold back. My friends, how can you give something that you haven't received? Right? How can you give something that you don't have? How can you give? And I'm not talking about necessarily mammon. I'm not talking about money in every circumstance. Like, if you're, if you're so limited on time, how do you think you can be a volunteer? How can, you vo- can, how can you give your time if you are crunched in every sense? So don't think that just giving means money. But in many cases, regarding the word, it does mean money. Like when it says, when it's literally talking about poverty. Like obviously it's not talking about being time management deprived. And in Psalms 37 verse 26, it says, I am once or this is 25, it says, I was once young and I'm now old, yet never have I seen the righteous abandoned or their children begging for bread. They are ever generous and quick to lend, and their children are a blessing, right? It says they are ever generous. Well, my friends, this doesn't make sense, right? Because how can you be generous if you don't have anything? The Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 28, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, that he may have something to share with anyone in need. And that's talking about, that's talking about the, the devil, right? It says, do not give dev- the devil a foothold, right? Because he has been stealing, and he must steal no longer. But let him work, doing good with his own hands. So my friends, like, do work. Put in the work. I know this is such a, like an American thing to say, like an American, honestly... Yeah, it sounds a lot like American gospel, but here's the thing, dude. There's a calling for this, and let me prove it to you. Because many people don't want to hear the word about this. And that's all I care about is the word. I don't care about your opinions. I literally don't, unfortunately. I care about what the word says about about what your opinions may, may, may think. Because at the end of the day, the authority that by which you call upon must be the word. Because if it's not the word, if you don't base your opinions and base your your reality on the word, all you is 
uh, all you is. All you are is an arbitrary, ever-moving wave tossed to and fro, right? So keep your opinions based on the Word of God. The Bible in Proverbs 22, verse 4, it says this, The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. And let me be completely transparent with you. I don't like talking about this. I don't like talking about money, but here's the thing. It's, it's important. It's really important because we live in a society. <laughs> and this is just how it is for us, right? Proverbs 21 verse 20 says, Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. <laughs> Think about that. Proverbs 22 verse 16 says, Whoever opposes or oppresses the poor to increase his own wealth or gives to the rich will only come to poverty. There's a big difference between giving to the rich and giving for the sake of the gospel. Like, say it's like Post Malone. It's like, oh, I'm going to donate $25 to Post Malone. Like, bro, why? Or like, yeah, it's just like, okay, question mark. Proverbs 22 verse 9 says, Whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. Bro, if you don't have any bread, how are you supposed to share? And that's that's exactly it's exactly where this comes in. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 11. I'm actually going to skip back to 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. It says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower. So who is the sower? The sower is the person that is sowing the good news of the gospel to the nations. And who, what is the seed? Seed to the sower. Well, what does the sower need to sow? Seed. Well, what is seed? I guess maybe it's the word, or maybe it's making the word be able to be sown. So it's like, think about this. In my life, if my vision in, in something I want to do is proclaim the good news and like having a traveling ministry that it, it takes money to buy plane tickets and I wouldn't be able to be in Florida in Miami if I didn't have money to get there so seed in this form can look like $137 to buy a plane ticket for bench for Benjamin Schlegel so that he can provide seed or no so that he can sow into the lives of many, right? So, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your store. Okay, no, no, this is talking about God. (laughs) Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your store of seed and will increase the harvest of your righteousness. So that's God. But, and I'll get this, right? This is is where it gets wild. And this is where it gets like, people are like, okay, chill, bro. Like, I don't want to hear this. Because many people say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. And it's like, well, is that even biblical, really? Is that, is that really biblical? 2 Corinthians 9, verse 11. You will be enriched in every way to be generous on every occasion, so that through us, your giving will produce thanksgiving to God. Okay? So, like, that's it's pretty clear. Uh, and then I have, and then, like, there's some other verses. Like, I think Proverbs 22, verse 9. It says, Blessed are those who, who are generous, because they feed the poor. Bro, how can you be generous if you yourself don't have anything? I mean, Psalms 128 says this. It says, Blessed are all those who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to Him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. And your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you, may you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children's. Your children's children. Peace be on Israel. And like, it's crazy because, Holy Spirit, can you help here? 
because I don't want this to just be like from my from my knowledge that you've given me God I want it to be I want it to be real so people don't have to just bash Christians like there's this there's this guy his name is Dr. James Tan and he said something like this don't stop to argue you're running your race Christians need to learn how to stop stopping to argue because we're running our race we have a prize set before us we have a crown and and people have to know Jesus I could care less about money I could care less about cool shoes I don't care about it all I don't care about money at all but money is a good servant but a terrible and a ruthless master my friends so many people in society are letting money be their master and I just I just plead with you to come back to the words of Christ and realize that money isn't evil, but the love of money is despicable. I know in Luke 6, verse 38, it says, well, in 37, it says, do not judge and you, you won't be judged, right? It says, don't condemn and you won't be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. And so like if people, if people quote that, it's like, oh, bro, you're taking that out of context. Fun fact, there is no context to that message. And the f next verse in 38, it says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together. It's like when you, you have a soda pop, you've shaken it up, right? It will be given back. You give someone a soda, right? And, and, and next thing you know, there's a soda that says free up on the side of the road. And you're like, dang. And it's shaken together and it's running over. So you open it and it's exploding. It's bursting more than what you've given. It says, and, it, and running over will be poured onto your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And Jesus also told them a parable. How can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they both not fall in the pit? My friends, like it's undeniable the fact that giving is a very, very biblical thing. Giving. And I don't care if, you, if that means money, if that means time, if that means devotion. Give. Give, give, give. Because you are so, so privileged. You gotta use your privilege to make this world a better place. Give for the sake of the gospel. And I'm not, once again, I don't care about money. I genuinely don't. But God does. He cares about how your heart is. He says, God loves a cheerful giver, right? He loves a cheerful giver. I'm going to look that verse up. Uh, cheerful giver. Bible verse. Ah, oh, yes. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. Yeah. Every... Oh, okay. This is, this is kind of weird. Oh, my gosh. Where is... Okay. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. See, in Romans 12, verse 8, it says, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, right? It's talking about the gifts. And it's like, it's like if, if it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. So, like, there's people that are meant to serve. There's people meant to teach. There's people meant to encourage, right? And now here it says, if it's giving, let him give generously. My friends, money is not evil. And privilege is not a problem. 
as long as you use your privilege to benefit others. He who lends to the poor will surely be repaid. It says, he who lends to the poor lends to God, and he will surely be repaid. Don't think that, like, it's evil if you accumulate a vast sum of money. As long as it doesn't have your heart, it is not evil. And, you, and you're, doing, you're doing good if you use the privilege that you have as, like, an American citizen to, to proclaim the good news by giving. Like, think about this. You give someone, like, two grand or something, right? And they, therefore, then can do and fulfill the purposes that God has put on their heart because they needed that. They needed that to go somewhere, to, to buy an apartment, to do whatever they need to do to proclaim the good news. Like, my friends, giving is a beautiful, beautiful concept. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the words of Jesus again here. And this is radical, okay? This is the words of Jesus. Like, half this podcast has just been verses. I know I've just been spitting them out because people... A lot time of times in my life have told me that money is evil and that prosperity preachers like are evil and like but if a prosperity preacher doesn't care about money I don't know dude because there's definitely some out there that care about money and it's bad it's really bad but the Bible says Jesus says ready this is Mark 10 verse 29 through 31. It says, Truly I tell you, Jesus replies, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields or land, fields is land, for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will, fa- will fail in this time to receive a hundredfold houses, brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land but he, mark my words, along with persecutions. And in the age to come, they will reap eternal life. Many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Guys, I gotta be real with you. I gotta be real with you, my friend. Giving is not a curse. And, and those who say that being blessed to be a blessing is unbiblical, Read Ephesians, I think it's 6. Um, maybe it's not 6. I'm not sure. No, it's, it's 2 Corinthians 9. <laughs> because he says that you will be enriched in every way to be generous on every occasion so that through us, your giving will produce thanksgiving to God. It's like giving to Maverick City Music. Like, you know that they're going to glorify God with whatever you give them. My friends, understand that privilege isn't a problem if you use it for the good of others. Really get to know that. I think I have one last thing I want to say is even if you have a toilet, toilet paper, Amazon gift cards, and whatever, and you're living in America, and you have so many things, the Bible says that life does not consist of the accumulation of possessions. It's a material world. This stuff is going to fade away. Money is going to be faded away. Money is never yours. You're just happen to be the one who has it right now. So 
Don't base your life around money, but understand that giving is a beautiful thing. The Bible says, give and it will be given to you. Press down, shaken together, and running over, it will be poured into your lap. So, and I'm not like trying to plug anything. Like I'm not, I don't even have anything where you can give to me, I don't think. <laughs> so like, I'm not, it's not, it's not about me. Trust me, I, I'm not trying to make it. But what I am trying to make it about is this. Money is not a bad thing. Prosperity, like even wealth, it's not bad. I mean, didn't we just, we just heard a verse that says like, oh shoot, what did it say? It was like, it was like riches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to pro like problems, right? So, my friends, humility is the fear of the Lord, and its wages are riches and honor in life. My friends, if you have nothing, it, it doesn't matter if you have Christ. He is the ultimate, the ultimate purpose. And, and this life is just but a blip, just a, a blink of the eye, and this life will be over, and money won't matter, nothing will matter, but who you say that Jesus is. So, thank you for listening to this. It means a lot. I really just, my heart is there because I, I see people in Afghanistan hurting, and I just see people all around the world hurting, and, and it doesn't look like, it doesn't, like, the, the solution doesn't come from money. I just want to let you know. The solution looks like devotion to the Lord and loving your neighbor because that's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to change the world. They will know that you are my disciples by the way you love one another. Yeah, you're saved by grace. And if you have a toilet, you have toilet paper, you have Amazon and all this stuff, and you're comfortable and you're living a life of comfortability, my friends, you are just as wretched as the person that is handing their baby off to the United States military and desperately knows that they need a savior. So while you're sitting on your divine toilet that offers you comfort, remember, it is not divine. It is not your savior. There's only one who saves. Yeah, that's it. So, homie, it means so much that you listen to this. Um, use your privilege for a purpose, and I love you so much. Hey, yo, the merch is out. King's Kid is available. If you want to cop a hoodie, you know, you're, you're a royal priesthood. You are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You got the royalty of Christ in your veins. And um, that's the message of King's Kid merch and stuff. So I just hope that you have a wonderful day. Check out the YouTube because I'm starting to post on there again. And um, yeah. Love you so much. So good to be here with you. I uh, reckon we'll talk again pretty soon here. Let's go.